The Stoic philosopher Epictetus taught that adversity introduces a person to himself. Welcome back to another episode today. We're going to commentate over Earl Nightingale's clip titled Taking Risk. Um, this is the first time we're hearing this clip, so our commentary is going to be live, and I hope you enjoy. On the occasion of every accident that befalls you, remember to turn to yourself and inquire what power you have for turning it to use. So if we think of the word accident, it's usually tied to a misfortune, right? But if we give in to the idea that what happened to us is a misfortune, we give in to the negativity that surrounds it. But if we see that misfortune accident as an opportunity to be greater, to rise up and see what we can make out of the moment, it's no longer an accident, but an opportunity. Opportunity beckons more surely when misfortune comes upon a person than it ever does when that person is riding the crest of a wave of success. It sharpens a person's wits, if you let it, enabling him to see more clearly and evaluate his situation with a more knowledgeable judgment. Uh, honestly, I can kind of relate to that because when I was in a situation where I wasn't riding a wave of momentum or I didn't think I had things going for me, I had nothing to lose. I could do anything and I had endless opportunity and possibilities and that came from sitting down and reflecting and thinking about why I was in that situation, thinking about why I was down, thinking about what actions contributed to me being in that situation. And that would have never happened. The growth that came out of that situation would have never occurred if I was riding a wave of momentum or doing what I was supposed to do. It's been my observation that people seem to be growing more and more fearful of risk of any kind. They seem bent on an almost frantic scramble for security without taking the time to think it all the way through. There's only one form of security we can attain during our lives, and it's inner security, the kind that comes from courage, experience, and the ability and the willingness to learn, to grow, to attempt the unknown. Security isn't what the wise person looks for. It's opportunity. And really just on the topic of taking risks, a lot of the attitude surrounding that is that you expose yourself to failure, but you also expose yourself to the potential of success. So if you think about taking risks as just another opportunity to move forward in your life where you're not losing any security, where you're just, you know, taking the time to try, you know, a lot of times just trying something, we feel like we're vulnerable in that state. But the truth is we're as vulnerable as we make ourselves. All problems become smaller if you don't dodge them but confront them. I think we all know that, but we tend to forget it between problems. All problems become smaller if you don't dodge them but confront them. I particularly like Epictetus's line that adversity introduces a person to himself. Now that's when we get to really know ourselves. That's when we come face to face with the real person we are and the stage of our maturity or growth to that point. I think adversity shows us what we're made of because we have an opportunity to conquer our adversity or let it conquer us. And that shows you where your strength is. Are you strong enough to beat the moment or do you let the external world kind of consume you? I think you have to have strength to even have the ability to think about that. You know, it's, it's really easy to get consumed by it and get overwhelmed by it. But any adversity, anything that happens is conquerable, is solvable. You can jump over that hurdle if you simply analyze it long enough and realize that you have the potential. I know it sounds, again, corny to say all these things, but... I can relate to it in my experience. Every time I felt like I couldn't do something, if I spent enough time analyzing 
why I thought I couldn't do it and what I need to get it done, like what I need to do in order to get it done, I figured out a way. And if I can't figure out a way, I'll figure out how to figure out a way and then work towards that. It does no good at all to worry about times in the past when we failed to measure up in our own eyes. We weren't ready yet. We hadn't at that point in our lives matured sufficiently. We weren't wise enough. Besides, that's in the past. It's how we stand up to trouble now that matters. And we should keep in mind the truth and wisdom contained in his advice that opportunity beckons more surely when misfortune comes upon a person than it ever does when that person is riding the crest of a wave of success. Most very successful people can remember that their success was discovered and built out of adversity of some kind. It's not the problems that beset us. Problems are surprisingly pretty much the same for millions of others. It's how we react to problems that determines not only our degree of growth and maturity, but our future success. He's absolutely right. And I feel like in the beginning of that little snippet where he was talking about the past and the present, a lot of times I would find myself simply reacting to adversity in a certain way because it's the way that I'd always reacted to adversity. So when you find that wisdom to your point, Arsh, when you're saying realizing you have the power to analyze it before you react to it, I think that's extremely um, important. The man who risks all of his time on a goal he wants to reach, on a dream in his heart, who stakes his livelihood and the livelihood of his family upon his own brains and the proper use of his time, and tackles the world single-handed, here's the risk-taker to whom the spoils will generally accrue. Now, I'm not talking about the impractical dreamer and stargazer. I'm talking about the man of action who gets out and raises the dust in the world. He might take some king-sized pratfalls and be snickered at by friends and relatives of a more conservative bent, but he'll usually make the grade if he stays with it and earn their admiration, if not envy, before he's through. That's really true. Um, I will say, though, I think his perspective is slightly outdated um, because in this day and age we can multitask, but the premise of what he's saying is still extremely true. Um, relentless pursuit, going after the thing that you want and being able and being willing to take risk, do whatever it takes to get it, um, we've talked about this, right? Multitasking, uh, balancing our time. And if you want to speak on your experience, kind of pursuing art and having a job, the job allows you to pursue art at the level that you pursue it at. But without the job, how far ahead would you be in the art? You know, it's a little bit of a complicated answer because you need a means to live by, right? And I wouldn't be able to do most of what I do if I didn't have the money to do it. But at the same time, there's a little bit of a grind that you reach when you have less to work with, right? And that's where I think the type of people he's talking about, the risk takers or the extreme risk taker, you find yourself and you apply yourself when it's all that you can do. And it isn't all you can do. You can give up. But a risk taker, for a risk taker, giving up isn't an option. I think it starts with self-belief, first and foremost, because there are plenty of people that attempt to be the risk takers or try to do something and, and go after it full on but if there's no foundation of success like it, it just comes down to your foundation of success and self-awareness you also want to pursue something you know you can succeed in not for the wrong reasons not for the limelight or attention or, or money necessarily something you truly believe in something you're truly passionate about and when you find that your intuition will guide you to pursuing it full time
to going after it regardless of what your circumstances are or what situation you find yourself in. And those are the people that end up making it. Every successful person, every story that I hear, a recurring theme is relentless, obsessive pursuit. Giving everything else up, giving the social life up, giving all the fun shit that you watch people do up and just going after it obsessively, putting in the hours. Honestly, I think it breaks down to hours. I mean, I, I spoke to you about this earlier, uh, the book that I'm currently reading, Outliers. The amount of hours that you put in directly correlates to how successful you will be in something. You know, and that speaks to something I saw earlier today. You don't have to be happy to be successful, right? If I find a moment of sadness and that's enough to drive me to stop what I'm doing just because of the way I feel, then there's, what, 50% more people that aren't going to stop because they're sad. They're still going to put those hours in. So when it comes down to, like you said, putting in the time it takes or the time, more time than you think it takes, that means you have to extend yourself a little bit. A man on his own must think. He must devote more of his days to thinking. Conversely, the man with a good steady job who's familiar with his work and surroundings can go along pretty well from day to day without doing any creative thinking at all. And as I said, we have a tendency to do no more than we have to. Anybody who spends a good deal of his time thinking is going to come up with a good idea once in a while. The law of averages is definitely on his side. And if you think about it a minute, you realize that he only needs a few, maybe only one really good idea to make it big. Now, the more you think about it and analyze it, the more it makes you think that what appears to be the risk taker really isn't nearly as big a risk taker as you might imagine. The cards are stacked pretty well for him from several important standpoints. But as I said in the beginning, the spoils definitely go to the risk taker.